0: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors With Issues. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I am joined by a true triple threat an actor, singer, and dancer who is currently on the road in the first national tour of the Broadway hit musical, The Prom, Mr. Jordan DeLeon. Jordan, welcome to Actors With Issues.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, uh, we're gonna start with a game called Getting to Know You. Okay. Uh, yes, it is a musical reference. And put Love 60 it. seconds on the clock and see how many of these rapid fire questions you can get through starting with coffee or tea coffee uh, drama or comedy comedy film or television Ooh, film hero or villain hero stage acting or screen acting stage who is your dream co-star uh, heather headley <laughs> who is your dream director
1: uh casey Nicola. <laughs>
0: dream come true uh yeah. what's the last show that you binge watched
1: uh ooh, um oh my gosh what was it i mean the office technically but like that's <laughs> we're currently on like the 40th time through the office but it's still the office
0: <laughs> See? uh what's a movie that never fails to make you laugh uh anchorman and what's a movie that never fails to make you cry avengers endgame (laughs) if you could be in the revival of any broadway show which would you choose
1: oh man um uh oh uh a chorus line
0: and uh we're out of time so last question uh describe your worst audition in three words and no further explanation is needed so just three words
1: (laughs) director hug awkward (laughs) (laughs)
0: And we'll just we'll just put, you know, leave that yeah. to the imagination. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jordan, you're uh, born and raised in Illinois. And when did you start to feel that you wanted to be a professional performer? And, and what was that first step you took to start that whole journey?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in I was born in Chicago, grew up in the southwest suburbs. Um, and so, you know, I'm really grateful that I always had that theater town um, so close to home. Um, really didn't catch the feeder bug until I was, I think in fifth grade. And we took a field trip to go see the lion King downtown. Um, and I was very much like, this is going to be lame. The lion King puppets, not into it. And I remember the second circle of life started. I was like, Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a like, I was like, okay, I'm
1: here for this. And I'm like, Oh, and there's an elephant coming up the aisle. Okay. Sign me up. Yes. I'm here for this hours. <laughs> so that's kind of when I caught, um, The bug, I think it was uh, probably when I was a sophomore in high school, we did Beauty and the Beast. And I mean, you know how high school theater works. There's just such like a, there's a hierarchy of like, you're only allowed to audition for this when you're a freshman or a sophomore and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was kind of like, yeah, but I really love Beauty and the Beast. I kind of would like to be Lumiere. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'm gonna go for it. And then, you know, found out I was gonna do Lumiere on my 16th birthday, was super stoked about it. And then my voice teacher at the time, and now she's one of my best friends on earth, uh, Carrie Marcotte, she was, she sort of sat me down and said to me, I think this is something you can pursue, um, but if it is something you want to pursue, uh, you're gonna start to need, you, you, start, you need to start taking steps towards that, right? You can't just run on natural, talent all your life you know that like training 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 so Mm -hmm. it was probably around that time that I started taking dance um, really started uh, working in a more professional and deliberate way in voice lessons as opposed to I'm just having fun I'm in high school I Mm -hmm. like singing this is just a side thing and it became more about yeah let's actually like try to get you ready for auditions get you ready for whatever is coming in life, um, for you. And so I, it was a, around then that I really started to hunker down and take things a little more seriously, especially leading up to college auditions and whatnot.
0: And your college experience, what was that like in terms of, of your training and just your overall yeah. experience? What was that like?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. So I went to university of Cincinnati CCM, uh, for musical theater and, Like that was my dream school when I was, when I was a freshman in high school, even before I even thought about um, going into musical theater, there was a girl who was a senior at my high school, looked up to her so much. And she very much kind of instilled in me how much of an awesome opportunity CCM would be. Like it was her dream school because it was her dream school. It kind of became my dream school. And then especially the more I looked into it and to be perfectly frank, gone down all the YouTube rabbit holes that <laughs> we all have gone down, especially in the early to mid to late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I fell in love with the school. And um, when I, you know, got in my senior year, uh, it's honestly the closest it's ever felt like winning the lottery because, you know, they they tell you the numbers, they tell you, you we're only going to accept 20 out of this many people and you very much tell yourself, great, then I, at least I had a really fun trip to Ohio. Um, and then I got in and it was awesome. Um, you know, that was a dream come true. Um, I love my time at CCM. I'm I'm still close with a lot of my friends there, but it's, it's not easy. You know, it's, it is most definitely a pressure cooker. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for all of my training there. I mean, it's, it's that school that gave me the work ethic I have today. And I don't think I'd be able to swing the first national tour of the prom uh, as the only male swing uh, without all of the training that I got from there. I am the offstage male swing um, for the prom. Um, and on Broadway, I believe there were four swings. There were two male identifying and two female identifying. Mm -hmm. so in my brain i sort of when i you Mm -hmm. know i got the job and i talked to my agents they were like yeah you're the you're the kid swing and i was like great i know exactly what that entails i'm like that's a lot because there's six uh there were six boys on broadway uh six like kid characters in the ensemble on broadway and we have six Mm -hmm. on tour so i was like okay i could i mean swinging is a lot um so i i sort of i remember my agent called me told me i would booked the prom i wept uncontrollably because it was the first in-person callback i went to since the pandemic the first in-person final callback and the fact that i got it like it still feels very surreal to me after 19 months of of not doing this Mm. um Anyway, so I remember they said, "And you're the swing," and I like stopped crying real quick because that's a that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, good, good." Um, cut to me showing up for first day of rehearsal. We're doing you know COVID tests because we're being very safe on tour, we're getting tested three times a week, wearing masks whenever we can backstage. Um, so like, it's a really great environment. Um, mm-hmm. Just for anyone out there wondering how things are going COVID wise. Um, but I remember showing up and I look at the, the picture list, you know, of the entire cast. Cause you know, haven't met them yet. And I was like, Oh great. Let me see who else is in the cast. And I went, Oh, there's me. Okay. Swing. And then there's my friend Lexi. Okay. So she's the, probably the female kid swing and I'm scrolling down, looking for the other two swings <laughs> and I'm scrolling when I pick up the paper. And then that's <laughs> when it kind of hit me on my first day of rehearsal that like Oh, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, like, okay, great. So I have about an hour before rehearsal starts. So I have enough time to pace around the block and have a minor panic attack. Great, great. It's all, we can schedule it in. Um, but it's that, you know, everyone has always told me that swinging is the hardest thing you'll ever do uh, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, and so I kind of went in knowing that, but like, wow, did I not know how <laughs> mentally, physically, and emotionally hard this experience would be? Um, but I love it. I mean, I, you know, I saw the prom back in two thousand and eighteen on Broadway, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think you'll understand. This is a theater person. It's, it's a really big benefit and like surprise when you get to go into a show completely cold, like knowing nothing about it. I think those of us in the theater industry, it's kind of like our job to be in the know of everything all the time. And I had just gotten back from a contract and, and one of my friends who's one of the lead producers on the prom was like, Hey, I have a ticket for our final preview. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I love, I love Broadway. And I remember going in cold and all I knew was, you know, Broadway and lesbians, which like that's all I really (laughs) knew about the prom. And then I went in there and, I have, that is still to this day, one of the most fun nights of theater I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, The shows, I'm like, I'm not being paid to say this. The show's amazing. Like it's so fun. It's so entertaining. And then you find yourself like sobbing and applauding at the end, like beyond all better judgment. Like you're just like beaming with a smile and also like, wiping away your mascara. And I haven't felt that at a show in a really long time. Mm -hmm. So though swinging is the hardest thing I have ever done. There is sort of like the 13 year old in me is freaking out that I'm making my first national tour debut in one of my biggest dream shows. So like every time it does start to get difficult and trying, I can like feel that little 13 year old in me being like, yeah, but you're in the effing prom. Like, let's, <laughs> let's like, oh, let's like, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Because I think us in the, in the performance world we're we're told to very much like always be grateful. Don't like, don't acknowledge when things are hard because like you're playing pretend for a living. And I'm like, yeah. And sometimes like choreography hurts and sometimes like, <laughs> eight show weeks hurt and so it's it's finding that fine line but the the coolest part about the prom right now and especially it being it is not lost on me that this is my first job coming out of the pandemic and it's one of my favorite things i've ever seen on broadway so even Mm -hmm. when like my ankle is feeling a little sore from doing you know four knee slides in a row i'm like (laughs) i'm still in the prom (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, so looking at your your career so far, what is something that you wish you learned earlier on?
1: Uh, I wish that I had learned that um, theater is like the definition of a team sport. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I think we all go through this a little in our youth, but when I was in my like earlier 20s, like for lack of a better word, I was, I I was kind of a jerk sometimes. And, and I let like the stresses of this job get to me. And it's so easy in this business to be, for it to be about like, it's so hard for me right now. And to feel that everything is personal, like when things aren't working in a show or when you don't feel like you're getting, I don't want to say the appropriate amount of attention, but feeling like you're not getting like, it's so easy to very quickly make it about you Mm -hmm. and now that I've like been doing this for a couple of years now, the thing that I've learned most is it's such a team sport and no one in the building matters more than anyone else. No one is more important. Like no one has, there's, though it may feel sometimes like there's a hierarchy there's, there's not, we're all here to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, Billy Porter did an interview like where he talked about like the top five things that he can you know suggest for actors and one of the things that really resonated with me is he said whatever you do if you try if you come from a place of service you can't go wrong Hmm. like that's so that like struck such a cord in me, right? Like this idea of, it's so easy to look inward and like, how can everyone help me right now for the things that I'm going through? Right. But there is something really beautiful to thinking, even when things are hard, like, how can I help others? How can I help the production? Because it isn't about me. It's not about me. It's never about me. It's so like, how can I help someone else who's going through something? How can I help the production? Um, there was this quote from, that I like read in high school, um, it's from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And its I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically I, the idea that happiness is something that you can't pursue. It can only ensue. And the same goes for success. And you the only way that you're going to achieve success or happiness, you can't aim at those things. You have to aim at something greater than that to achieve those things. So you can't just go for, I want to be happy. That's it. You're never gonna get there if you're if that's the end game for you, but if you aim at something greater than yourself, helping your castmates, helping the crew if like something is going really wonky, making sure your dressers are like having all the information they need and having grace with them, then that's when the happiness ensues. That's when the success ensues because like if we in especially in theater. We don't like the I doesn't win unless the we wins. Right. Like it great. If I nail my triple pirouette, that's a lie. I never nail my triple pirouette. But like if I <laughs> nail it, like and everyone else is miserable around me, that's not a win. That's just a selfish me-me-me game. Mm. And like I think it kind of took me, you know, it takes your career to kind of learn that like we only succeed if we all succeed. Right. Um, and I just wish I knew that earlier in my career. And I'm grateful that I've met a lot of people along the way who have been gracious with me as I've learned those lessons as splatty and messy as learning those lessons may have been. But yeah.
0: It's interesting because I feel like it, it can be so easy to get to that because the biggest misconception I feel like there is out there is that it's so, it is, in fact, it is competitive. Yeah, It is a competitive industry. We're all trying, you know, they can't just, you don't just get in line and they give you a job. Like, it's right. not that type, you know. And it is competitive, but I just feel like the biggest misconception out there is that it's like cutthroat. And a lot of people can okay. get to that. And it's just really frustrating because people have that mentality of like, it's about me. I'm the star. I have to shine. I have to stand out. It's like, well, right. what if you're in the ensemble? That's not your time to shine. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a swing, if you're an understudy, it's like anything but the lead and even then it's like once you're the lead it's okay you're the anchor but there's a boat right above you full of people that you're like sort of you know totally i mean it's all
1: about it's all about remembering like it's about telling the story and how we can all tell the story together if you want to do a one-man show or one woman show that's awesome go self-produce that yourself or go like do that somewhere but like if you're doing a musical uh it's it's about the story even if, like, it is, like, <laughs> even if you are, like, Ava Peron and Avita, like, I get it. Your name's in the title. Like, I hear right. you, Queen. Like, I get it. <laughs> but, like, it has to all serve the story. And if it becomes more about how can I shine, then I think you're missing the point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, great. If you get a feature, that's awesome. But, like, it all has to come from a place of, of community and telling that story together. And especially, like, once you get Pat, like, I get it. At auditions, like, we all need the money. We all want the insurance weeks. I get it. But there is a way to do that lovingly and, like, staying in your lane. Not staying, but, like, kind of staying in your lane and not making Mm -hmm. those around you feel, like, less than or that you are actively coming for them. Um, And it's hard because we all want the job. I was talking to, like, some of my Asian castmates and... I mean, I'm about to open a can of worms, but we were sort of talking about how there's a thing where, you know, the the Asian American, the AAPI community in musical theater is so wonderful and so tight knit and so strong. And I wouldn't be where I am today without their, you know, just love and like the community that that is. But when you go in for shows that maybe aren't about Asian Americans, it's just a show and you walk in and you see maybe two or three other Asian boys in the room, it's very hard to, for your brain to not go, they're only gonna take one. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and, 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 it, and like me and my castmate who is, he's Filipino American and then, and then I have another, uh, I, 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 another male Asian castmate as well and we're all in the ensemble together. But we all very much admitted that when we saw each other at the final callback, it wasn't like, look at all of these other boys I'm competing against. It was, no, I see you, I see you, and they are only gonna take one. And then so it becomes less about like, how can I shine? But it it ends up unfortunately becoming, how can I outshine <laughs> these other two boys in the room? And then we got to the rehearsal room and we're like, oh my God, we're all here. <laughs> I'm like, did they make him? I'm like, you said Jordan, right? Oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's all of us which was such a, a wonderful like surprise for all of us because we, you know, we all know that that's how it sometimes is, especially, you know, I think things are getting better, but um, at least right now, you know, like it was just very, surpri- it was a wonderful surprise, but it's mm-hmm. that thing that we do need to remind ourselves that even when we get into these competitive situations, like, no, you could, you could not be a dick Still, (laughs) like you could you could like not turn against your best friend when you walk into an audition room and you see them there. We're nothing without our community. Like that's what theater is. That's why that's why the pandemic was so hard for us, because theater is the definition of community and Mm -hmm. and like all us, you know, it's like theater is like the island of misfit toys, and we all just like found each other that's why for me, at least the pandemic was so hard. Cause I miss playing pretend. I miss being in rehearsal rooms with people. Um, but yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying very actively not to the next time I'm in an audition room to not become that cutthroat person anymore. Um, and I'm definitely trying to not be that person at, at the prom. I'm never walking around, like crossing my fingers, someone's going to fall so I could go on. Like, I don't need that. Like, that's not, that is not any of the energy I ever want to put into the world. For me, it's always like, if you're hurting right now, like, what do you need? What can I do to help you? Like, I'm not trying to force you out of the show. I'm saying like, do you need ice? Do you want me to like, like, I'm down to like, stand in the wings with like a good, good massage gun. If you just need that between numbers, I'm willing to like, if you want to do most of the show and just do a partial call out, for like this number, cause you know, it's going to hurt you. Like I'm happy to do those yeah. things because it's, it's not about me. Like, of course I love doing the prom. I love it. Every time I go on there, like I have the biggest stupidest grin on my face cause it's just so infectious, but it's more about like, I love all of, I, I hope they all hear this when this comes out. Cause like, I love my cast, the, all of, all of them, every single one of them. And I want them to be able to do this show as long as they can. And I want them to have amazing, wonderful, healthy careers. And anything I can do to like help that, whether it's like, you want me to go on for that number, you want to call out tonight, or you just need like a big hug because life is hard sometimes. Like that's what I'm trying to make sure I stick with at the prom. Because it's a dream come true. And like, if I'm going to be a d-bag while i'm doing the dream show then i don't really think i deserve to to do this i think like if, if while things are good i'm gonna be a jerk then like then what's the point
0: hey everyone it's juan here if you're enjoying this week's episode so far please subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you're listening and head over to instagram at actors with issues and give us a follow it really helps us out with getting sponsorships and booking some higher profile guests if you have any friends or family that are actors and may want to hear advice from those who are in the thick of it please recommend the show to them too and if you guys have any questions for future guests, you can leave those in the comments on any of our Instagram posts, and we'll be sure to include those in our next interview. Thank you all so, so much for your content support. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, there's in, in general, when when talking about the entertainment industry and just all of the misinformation out there, it is just rampant. And we get lots of jaded opinions. We get lots of dated <laughs> information in general. Yeah. Um, and people like to hold their one experience to be the general experience everyone will have when we know like no two paths are alike. So what's something that you've learned that ended up being like a huge misconception?
1: There are a couple, I mean, there are a lot of things, but one thing that you just kind of touched on that actually is so real is this, I think there's this attitude of, of being jaded in the entertainment industry, whether things are going well or not. Um, I have a lot more empathy and sympathy for when people start to get jaded when they've gotten a lot of no's in a row. Like, I'm not gonna pretend that that's not human and I'm not gonna pretend that I don't empathize with that and I totally get it. Like, I'm not as much as I would love to sit here and say, like, no, but buck up, like, look at what we're doing. Like, no, like, rejections take a toll. And I'm the biggest person right now where I'm like, something that someone said in college was you can't control your emotions. You can only control how you respond to them. And so I'm the biggest person. I'm like, yeah, feel your feels. If you're pissed that you didn't get that job, be pissed that you didn't get that job. Self-regulate it so you don't go out and like treat other people like crap, you know, because that's then that's not you just feeling your feels. That's you like going on a rampage. But, like, that's such a real truth. Um, but the thing that I think is a misconception I got from college uh, was that, like, even when things are good, like, it's cool to be jaded. It's cool that even when you just got the big regional contract, you're on your first national tour, you're on Broadway, X, Y, Z, that almost it, it's, it's cool to act like it's not a gift. You know what I mean? That like the second you like become that theater geek again, you're not cool. You're because it's, it's cool to be jaded about those things. And I definitely have met a lot of people like that. Like, especially when I was in college, there were a lot of people like that. And, you know, it's all about like adapting and code switching. If that's how you, think the industry is. And that's how you think that people are supposed to act in the industry. Why wouldn't I graduate from college and feel that that's how I should act? And I did, I acted like that for a couple of years. And I like did some really great things at the beginning of my career, especially where I'm like walking around acting like it's not a big deal and that like, this is par for the course. And then I started looking around me and I started realizing people were drifting away. I started realizing that um, people wanted to be around me less and less and I didn't really understand it. And then now it's the thing that I'm realizing that, no, it that shouldn't be the standard. That shouldn't be the standard. Like, why can't you like still be that theater geek? Why can't you like walk into a room and be amped that you're on a job? Like, why is that so bad? Like why is it so bad to show how grateful you are? And like I get it. It's okay to be like, wow, it kind of hurts today, but like th- there's sometimes like that that just attitude in the cast of just ungratefulness and 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 like maybe it's a chip on your shoulder, maybe it's you trying to show to the world that like y- you want bigger things or like that you're trying to not show that you're like green or whatever it is. But like, I think that 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 was a misconception I definitely got in college. That and the whole idea that you have to give up everything in your life to do this business. Like, sorry, you can't go to family events. If you wanted to, you know, go on that vacation, sorry, you can't because you have an audition that maybe you'll get. Like, there was always this misconception that I was told that like to do this business, you have to give up a lot in your life. And I did that for a while and I was miserable you know like how many like uh, like there was a i remember when i was i think it was in 2018 um i was going to sing at my best friend from kindergarten's wedding like i have been like this girl shannon and i have known each other since afternoon kindergarten and we went to high school together we've stayed close since we graduated high school and college, like are still good friends now. We're still on a group chat with our other four best friends. It's been like a five of us forever. And she asked me to sing at her wedding. And I said, yes, of course I would love to. And then the job came up and I remember it was like a three week contract, two weeks of rehearsal, one week of performance. It was a quick summer stock gig. It would have been really, it it, it was going to be really fun. I don't think it was going to be this like huge life altering event, but it was a job. It meant insurance weeks and money and getting to play pretend that year. And I had to have that really hard conversation with her of like, I don't think I can come to your wedding because I talked to, I had my agent talk to the team and they said, no, it's such a short contract. Like we can't budge on that. And so I called my best friend since kindergarten, like crying, telling her that I couldn't do it. And of course, like, she was wonderful and gracious. She was like, I get it. You're following your dreams. Like, you have to go mm-hmm. do it, blah, blah, blah. But it like wrecked me that I was going to not be at my kindergarten BFFs wedding. And then of course, you know, divine powers intervened and I got another job that I had to turn down that first job for. And like, because of the universe, because I let that job go and did the other job, I was able to go to the wedding and like sing there and like be with my best friends from childhood. But it was that moment where I went, oh my gosh, you almost gave up this amazing memory with with people who have been in your life for over 20 years now. For this like quick little boop boop where you're gonna kick your face and hit a high <laughs> C like ten times total, maybe maybe less. And that was a really big eye opening moment for me. Like obviously, like I'm I'm gonna be a theater geek until the day I die. Like I like like I could try to pretend like I'm not a theater geek anymore, but there is nothing more fun to me than having a glass of red wine and watching Elaine Stritch sing. I'm still here. I do it like <laughs> twice a week. Right. I'm always going to be that and I'm always going to love it. And so like, because of that love, I have to regularly remember like, yeah, but you're also a human and you yeah. have people in your life and you shouldn't have to give up the vacations, the weddings, the, the baptisms, the, the, the family time, the holidays for this life. And I think so many people, especially my age, when we were in college, were told that that is what we had to do like because what we do is such a gift and because opportunities can sometimes be so far and in between and few that like you got to drop everything for this business sorry like if you wanted to have that relationship with that dude and like you knew that long distance was going to hurt you so you had to let that person go sorry and that sucks and I'm so happy I know that now and like especially because like I love my family. I love my family. I love my fiance's family. I'm so excited that tonight I'm going to go like hang out with my fiance's family because I love them. And I love that like I have this amazing community outside of my theater community. And I'm now at a place where I'm like, yeah, I I love playing pretend. I love all of it. Um, But I'm not willing to give up my family for this life. That is not that's something that I'm gonna look back on in 40 years and regret. So the, the only thing I can do now is like, try to find that work-life balance. And I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm like trying.
0: It's crazy that this is like the only industry where no one talks about a work-life balance. Right? Every, everywhere else, it's like, you have to find Tom, you have to say no, but it's like with this job, you kind of have to be available at all times if you get yeah. a and you can second self-team.
1: That's yeah. the also the that's the you know that's the want to punch myself in the face on it right like especially like i remember when i was you know i i would come home every night from from the prom and i'm not and i'm not like mad at myself for this but it was a thing where i would get home from the prom and i knew that i would be going on the road and my fiance is there like wanting to maybe watch a movie or like play some nintendo switch together and i'm like yes I too would love that. I also like am tracking eight people and also kinda looking at the female stuff because like we all know that split tracking happens and theater is crazy and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what I'm gonna have to do on the road but it was a thing where I like had to sit there and I, that was a really hard thing for me. Cause I knew that I'm, I'm like gonna be on the road for the next couple months. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that I get to see my fiance tonight, but like the time together is going to be fewer and farther between right now. And I had to sit there while I'm like making charts and I'm like, yes, I do wanna hang out. And like trying to find that balance of like, this job is hard. Like even when you're not swinging, like people regularly like especially when if directors are like, so your homework for tonight before we get to rehearsal tomorrow, it's like, well, what if I just wanted to go home and watch Tiger King? (laughs) <laughs> like now I gotta, now I gotta sit here and like go over all my stuff before tomorrow. And like, yes, sometimes it is absolutely necessary. And like, that's not me saying to actors out there, like don't do your homework because like it's necessary. There's only so much you could get in, in, a, in a rehearsal work day. And I get that, but also like, it's really hard leaving it behind cause you wanna do well. You wanna, you wanna make a good impression. You wanna do all the things.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a hard line to, it's such a fine line of like, you doing your job and and then just not being able to find that balance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to keep you for, for too much longer. So we're going to go into our last game. It's not timed. So no worries about, uh, <laughs> about the rapid fire. Um, but it's called Now That We Know You, since we've gotten to chat for the last uh, 30 minutes or so. So uh, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be a nurse. What's something that you wish you had more time to do?
1: Visit my family.
0: Who would you trade places with for one day? Heather Headley. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle, people. Back to Heather.
1: (laughs) It all comes back. Listen, y'all. It all comes back.
0: Uh, What is the best advice you ever got?
1: It doesn't cost anything to be kind.
0: And what's the worst advice you ever got?
1: your opportunities will be few and far between
0: because of
1: how you look and who you are. So be grateful for what you get when you get them.
0: Hmm. Uh, What is one thing that people buy that you think is a total waste of money? (laughs) Um, Hoverboards. Those (laughs) walk, just walk,
1: just walk. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna beat you, and there's less chance of my feet exploding and catching on fire.
0: You're on a desert island. Somehow, there's a working TV and DVD player. What three movies do you like? Pray are there to watch? Like your three desert island movies:
1: Avengers: Endgame, Captain America: Civil War, <laughs> and um, uh, About Time with rachel mcadams
0: oh my boyfriend loves that movie
1: oh it's like yeah i mean bring the tissues right but like yeah
0: and lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor be yourself
1: because we're only going to get one you
0: jordan thank you so much for joining us on the show today it's been a pleasure getting to meet you and to chat with you Oh, this has been so fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Jordan, where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow?
1: Yes, um, you can find me at uh, Jordan underscore underscore on Instagram.
0: And you can follow us on Instagram at Actors With Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and catch new episodes on our new release day every Monday. I'm Juaniala, that's Jordan DeLeon. This is Actors With Issues, and we'll see you next week. Bye.